One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Breathing is good. <laughs> My goodness. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to the Terra Styles Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about transition, life transition. I feel like so many of us are going through really always, whether we're thinking about it all the time or not. There really is no end point in life. Really, that's a big philosophical topic, maybe. We can get into that a little bit if you like, but really, I'm interested today to talk about transition from chapter to chapter of life and all of the things that kind of go along with it, all of the feelings, all of the future tripping or not future tripping, shoulda, woulda, couldas, <laughs> these kinds of things, and some strategies and solutions to feel connected, to feel good in your body, mind, and soul to feel grounded and safe and secure wherever you are, whether it's temporary or permanent, or the feeling is temporary or permanent, because really everything is temporary. Thank goodness, everything is in transition. So that's our topic today. But before we get into it, let's have a nice meditation to feel centered. All right, wherever you are, give yourself a little shift and drift here. Side to side, easy forward and back. And that gentle movement, notice what it feels like when you do find your center. And only you know exactly where that is. No one can tell you, no one can push you or even nudge you there. You can be guided, inspired, shown a little bit of a process. That's what I'm doing my best to do for you but really you're in charge when you give in to your breath and give in to that feeling of, oh, there's my center. That's when you find it. So give in to that breath, give in to that feeling and ah, give yourself that freedom to be your own guide, to find your center. And simply notice how you feel. Give yourself this space, this time to kind of suspend the feeling of space and time, especially time. When you are connected to your center, all of that extra effort goes away, that extra tension or stress or however those feelings make a home in you, they sort of run off like rain on a lovely raincoat or umbrella. They just fall away. And you have yourself and your center and perhaps some other feelings. <sighs> Notice how you feel.
Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Let it go. <clears throat> All right. So, so, so good to find your center. I've got a little low voice today. Last few days this week, I thought about kind of skipping the podcast this week, but I'm like, no, this is my radio voice. This is go time. <laughs> it's time to do this. All right. So today's topic is talking about transition and kind of came up where we're living in this rental house, this house we're renting in Connecticut. It's really close to where Daisy's going to school. And I'm proud of us because I'm very fast moving as a person might not know this about me because everything I do with Strahl and my yoga is very slow, very easygoing, very chill. <laughs> but I move very quickly. I do a lot. I love to do a lot. I love to connect. I love to get people together. I love to communicate a lot. It's There's a lot going on. So I have to be chill. Otherwise, uh, it just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't work for me. I'm a chill, chill person. <laughs> but I like to do a lot. So how that happens to be not so productive in my favor, not so much in my favor, or just kind of happens, whether it's good or bad, whatever, is I tend to move really fast when it comes to homes or where we're living. So I had a really long stretch in New York. Um, I lived in a little studio apartment for a long, long time. Felt like very much my home base. I still have dreams that I go to New York and I kind of don't know where to go and I go back to this place <laughs> which is kind of a funny dream I think it's a little bit of a fear sometimes when I go down to the city and I'm like oh where am I staying if I get confused I probably will go to one of my old apartments <laughs> so um, it's a bit of a beacon for me as are W hotels by the way so I usually go to W hotels if I don't have a hotel reservation I'm like you know me I'm on the TVs can you take care of me so we figure it out but I had this apartment for a really really long time and then Mike and I bought a really cool loft in Soho on Prince and Broadway that we, we had for, I don't know how many years, but it felt like 10 years. And Daisy was born during that time, not at home, but when we were there. And she was born in the hospital, thankfully, because we had an emergency. <laughs> My goodness. Whole other story. I think you can go back and listen there somewhere. Maybe I can do an update, birth story update. <clears throat> Now that I've had a few years to recover, seven years is about the right amount of years to recover from a birth story, I think. The pressure to share these stories immediately, by the way, is just wrong, my goodness. Remember all the wellness outlets reaching out to me right after Daisy was born. Will you share your birth story for us? I'm like, I guess so. I'm holding a baby right now, though. I don't have the energy or the bandwidth, but I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe we can normalize not, um, just normalize doing what you want to do, I guess. Um, but I, I definitely did things that I would do differently now, but isn't that life? My goodness. Anyway, so we had this amazing apartment on Prince and Broadway for a really, really long time. And after she was born, I went a little baby crazy brain thinking, oh, I need a, a bigger house, a forever home in New York somewhere, you know, that feels really stable and calm. And um, so it was loud, but, you know, it kind of suits us. We're, we're downtown ah, people like that you know so I just love to kick around Soho kick around the East Village the studio is right there on Broadway and Houston so that's my neighborhood really I know all the local people know the street art people know the coffee shops the whole thing 
So anyway, our friends convinced us to move to Brooklyn, which is fine. I love Brooklyn. I'm just not a Brooklyn person, never had been before. So we moved to Dumbo and I wouldn't say we made a mistake, but we bought this beautiful kind of forever home Brooklyn apartment. And it was very nice, very fancy, very forever home. <clears throat> and basically, as soon as we moved into it, we were like, ah, we don't want it. <laughs> we don't want it anymore. And we had this studio space and we were traveling, traveling, traveling. And I thought, you know, this isn't the right time for me anymore to have daily, daily classes because I want to spend time with Daisy. I want to take her with me to all the trainings and events we do in Europe and around America until she has school. And once she has school, maybe I'll get back into leading classes regularly at the studio, but I didn't want to divide my attention. And I felt really lucky to have had my work sort of built up to that point where I didn't feel a pressure from the inside to still be climbing in a way. And that's just my story. So I wanted to not take a break from working. I love doing. I love doing all this stuff, but take a break from the leading three classes a day in person kind of a thing and sticking to the events and trainings and online classes and the Strala app, things like that. And so I could spend time with her, which is wonderful. So feel really lucky to be able to do that. And around that time, our good friend, Jamie Redford, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, said to us, come to Sundance. You would love it there. You would love living in Park City and you can do your retreats at Sundance and be amazing. So we did. We just went out to Sundance. We rented this really cool house. <laughs> we just kind of did it. We left our apartment and we said, oh, let's put it on the market. Fine, whatever. It'll sell in two days, right? It's a beautiful apartment. So it didn't sell. And we're like, this is really weird. And it was over a year and it didn't sell. And we're still out in Utah. We thought maybe we'd build a house in Utah and kind of just hang out there. It was beautiful. Only problems we had with with um, our life in Park City was there are some really great people in Park City that we were getting to know and doing yoga with and coming to things. But it was really far for our Europe friends to come and visit it was kind of this big trip even bigger than new york i'm like oh there's just so many little signs that are saying this is harder than it should be and what else there was a bobcat this was a funny one so daisy was still a toddler and she would nap and we would hold her for her naps i know i know you can come after me it's fine but we would hold her for our nap for her naps because <clears throat> she just wouldn't nap on her own, but she would be really tired. You'd either nap in her stroller or nap when we held her. And we have the time to do it, and we love snuggling with her. So we would just hold her for her naps, and we would just either sleep too or read a book or something. So Mike would often um, hold her for her naps in this room in the downstairs of this house. And often this bobcat, <clears throat> giant bobcat outside, would hang out in the window and look at her and that bobcat could get her pretty easily and do some damage. So I was like, we can't even go outside here. You know, we would go outside, we would carry her and everything. But I was I was on high alert from bobcat, all this stuff. So not a super irrational fear and one that would go away when she got a little bit bigger and all of that, but Utah has its fair share of very wild animals. So there's all of these things and we just still loved it. It's just so beautiful and both Mike and I and Daisy really love being outside. We really love nature. We just love the big expanse. 
Well, we felt like that chapter was also coming to a close. We did a few amazing retreats at Sundance. People came in and loved it. It's a special, amazing, incredible place. We got to snowboard there a lot. We both looked up at each other. We still had the apartment in Brooklyn. It wasn't selling. We said, well, do you want to go back? And we had moved everything. We had moved our furniture. <laughs> we were ready to, you know, build or buy a house in Utah. So we went back and we enjoyed it. We were like, oh, yeah, Brooklyn's amazing. We were really getting into it, all the different things to do. You know, Dumbo is a really great neighborhood for kids specifically. There's the Jane's Carousel. We got to know all the uh, people working there, a lot of, you know, um, young artists and actors and things. So we were just there all the time. And there was a lot of cool things to do. And we were looking at studio space again. This was kind of right before the pandemic. Like, maybe we just open like a smaller place. We don't have to worry about so much and not as hard to take care of and can just do events. And I thought, well, let's not do it right now. <clears throat> we went down to Miami for a 200 hour training that we were teaching. And people started dropping off like flies. And this was the very beginning of the pandemic. So some of the people coming over from Europe were like, oh, we don't feel good, we're sick. And then they would just be, be gone and they'd be, we check in on them. They'd say, oh, I'm back at my Airbnb for a few days. And one by one, we all started getting sick. Obviously, we all know what happened there. So we came back to New York and pandemic time. So just doing the app and postponing all the classes and trainings and things like that. And it's just so boring to talk about and just brings up all the bad memories that all of us have of all the hardships of the pandemic whatever was going on with you or maybe you enjoyed that time but I still feel like overall it was a heavy time so many people were dying we we're in New York City just hearing the ambulances all the time I mean it's hard to be happy even if you're at home and you have plenty of food and all of that it's just you know a hard time to feel like it's amazing um, so anyway we were like well this is just happening and we had the good luck again to rent a, a small place in Connecticut because we always thought maybe we'll just um, kind of settle outside of New York a little bit. We always loved the, not really so much Connecticut area, but more the Western Massachusetts area. So we, we kind of one clicked, rented on Zillow. This little cabin and loved it and started connecting with people that were also out of the city. And again, not in person, but just online. It was like the isolation months, years of the pandemic. And we almost bought this house, actually really close to where we are right now. And it was great. It was beautiful. It was nice. It had all the things. It had a magical forest. And we're like, wow, we're so lucky. This is great. And then both Mike and I had this really weird kind of overwhelming feeling and thought process of, let's just check in on my family in Illinois, see how they're doing. And my dad and mom didn't say, oh, your dad's going downhill or whatever with the Parkinson's. It's getting worse. They just said, sure, come. It'd be great. You know, stay here and you can travel when the world opens up again. Maybe get a house, you know, go back and forth, see what see what's going on. So I thought, well, it'll be, you know, easy. Let's just give it a try and we'll have support. We can go see family. You know, if you're isolating from the world, you can have your little bubble with maybe your family if you're not really seeing anybody else. So I thought maybe that would be cool. So we sent my cousin and my parents <laughs> to look at houses for us in Illinois. And we, we literally bought this house over the, over the not, not over the internet, just virtually. We bought this house. I think a lot of people did that during the pandemic. 
And then we got there and we're like, cool. It was cleaned and painted. And we're like, this is cool. Here we go. It's on a lake. It's beautiful. Um, so we thought if we ever wanted to rent it out or sell it, that should be relatively easy. Um, most people in this part of Southern Illinois don't sort of move so often. So, you know, we were glad not to not to get a house in um, a more rural area that would be harder to sell. You know, people usually just pass down homes to their family, very normal and sensible, <laughs> you know, not East Coast style, just like flipping every two years and renovating and flipping and all that kind of stuff. So we're really happy with our home. We moved there, spent about a year and a half hanging out, and my dad's health was declining, so it was really nice to be there and enjoy the time together and support and all of that stuff. And then it kind of happened slowly, but then quickly, you know, the world started opening up. We were traveling again to Berlin and Europe quite a bit. Um, we did a retreat in Iceland. I did a few little gigs in the city in New York. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to go back. <laughs> so we found this great school that Daisy really liked, which was nice. And we sent Mike out a few times to kind of one click buy something. <laughs> and then we ended up restraining ourselves and not doing it. We tried a few times, um, but nothing worked, nothing worked out, you know, nothing was easy in that way. So we ended up renting this house, which has been kind of a challenge, but also funny. The people that were here before apparently had a giant turtle tortoise living here. So the carpet is not so fresh smelling, which is very, very challenging <laughs> in a psychological way. And also, I really love to clean. I really love a clean space. And I feel like this house has been hard to feel clean in, even though it is clean when I clean. So that's another psychological challenge. And again, it's not a, a huge problem. It's just something that I've noticed happening. Right. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's not really a complaint like, oh, my life is so hard. So we're here, and Mike and I spend a little bit of time each day kind of passing Zillow listings back and forth with land and with existing homes and all the brokers here know us because we're those people <laughs> that just can't decide. But I'm proud of us because we're t really taking our time. Lantern's coming up in the background now. She's wondering where she's going to be next. So we're really taking our time and we have this idea of a house that we would like to build and we've gotten a few I don't know, I guess you could call it signs from the universe that that's a good idea. There's also a lot of really older homes in this part of the world, which are beautiful and great and lovely for people who are handy, <laughs> for people who know how to fix pipes, and for people who love to renovate. And that's just not us. We, we love to be in a simple place that we can clean and maintain as much as possible. So I posted a little 
video on my story on Instagram yesterday about transition, about change. I was making cupcakes with Daisy and I couldn't find the mixer here. I knew there was one because there was uh, the mixing beaters in a dish, but I couldn't find the actual mixer, mixer. And it was a really, really, really old one <laughs> from like, I don't know, KitchenAid or something. Not the best mixer. And it just made me laugh a bit on how, you know, I could decide, oh, I'm just going to be so frustrated that I don't have a good mixer here and I have a better one in Illinois. Poor me or whatever. But how silly that would be to complain really about anything, at least from my point of view. And in a way, it just became a challenge to figure out how to use this thing, how to get it to work and how to make cupcakes, which we did. And it was really, really fun. And... Uh, enjoyable as well so that evening yesterday kind of progressed we made the cupcakes Daisy and Mike went outside to do sledding Daisy had this idea to paint um, Mike's fingernails which she didn't want to do because I just painted my fingernails and so she kind of wiggled into a little bit of a relaxation leading so she wanted to have a spa thing which was actually amazing so I've done a few yoga classes with her just with groups she's kind of done the class with groups but also with family my mom and brother have been there and Daisy's been in the class and then she likes to be the person that gets up at the end and does all the relaxation things so she saw this at a studio at a kids class we took in Illinois at my friend Barb's studio so shout out Lotus Room Yoga in Illinois uh, Vicky taught this kids class and at the end she put um these cold towels that smelled like oranges on everybody's head and Daisy thought that was the best thing ever so Daisy likes to do these kind of spa things at the end of class so she set me up next in the spa and no one's ever told her how to do this beyond the towel in the head but she did something really cool she put on music on Spotify I had a playlist open and she would change it when the song got too rushed or fast she's like oh no no more relaxing music and then she found these coasters that are just here and they're just these pieces of stone and they're pretty cold. And then she put these, I'll show them up if you're watching the video. She just put these under my hands and, you know, she's never been to like a stone therapy program or something, but it felt so good. So I love this idea of using what you have around you to be creative and spontaneous. And it just got me thinking about this house and the, the temporary feeling of it but also the kind of temporary feeling of everything and how in Strala in our community we always have these chats about creating space with whatever you're working with and I think that's really helped me in my many moves <laughs> back and forth going all different places many chapters and helped me to just also want to have many chapters as well not I don't crave you know this 30-year home that I'm going to die in really I don't I don't crave that I know other people do but I just don't um, which is fine it's good to know yourself and honor yourself what you like I'd like to have a house here at some point <laughs> that I can feel clean in but I'm totally cool with the timeline of whenever that happens for sure and something again with creating the space in Strala you know, we go around, there's a beautiful studio in Berlin that we use every time we go. And it's a big, beautiful dance studio. And the floor can get really sticky and a little bit grimy. So I show up really early and I have these big sweepers that we use and we sweep the floor and we sweep it before the class. We sweep it during lunch. 
after the class each day. It's a marley floor, so it really just picks up any lint, any dust, any fuzz. And also the windows open, the doors become windows. They kind of have these big, beautiful um, doors there that's nice to get some fresh air. But then, you know, flies come in, leaves come in, all these things. So there's lots to clean up. And we just do it, and it feels so much better. So this Saturday, we're going to a very clean, very beautiful space. Our friends, Christina and Adam, have this really cool horse farm close to Rhinebeck, New York, which is just a train ride outside of New York City, if you're not familiar. And Adam was joking with me. He says, I'm building you a yoga studio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then we came back for an event, and he it was done <laughs> for an event that he was doing uh, local with all the local horse people. It's a horse farm. And I said, well, it's really, it's really it. It's done. So we did a sort of friends and family class a couple months ago and it was so fun. And people just came and we did yoga and hung around and looked at the horses and the donkeys. And I said, can we keep doing stuff here? And he's like, yeah, it's do it, make it happen. And so we have another class this Saturday coming and we have loads of people coming from near and from far and kids are coming. So one grown up can take a class, yoga class with me and the other grown up can hang around and, and you know, make sure the kids stay safe. You know, watch your own kid, hopefully, or just bring a caregiver if you have the little ones to bring and walk around and hang out with horses. There's a baby foal that was just born this week, which is a good sign of good fortune and new chapter. Uh, prosperity. So I'm taking this as a sign. You can really look for your signs when you get clear and calm and do this meditation and do your breathing and all of these things. Don't get so wrapped up in the the whatever stuff you get wrapped up in. We all get wrapped up in different, but sometimes the same stuff. So you get out of your out of your head and into your whole self that way. So that's coming up, and that space is just beautiful. Um, you know, just we just take a little sweeper around to the floor, bring in some coat racks, um, a bowl of going to have a little surprise snack at the end and music, have a little speaker. And it's beautiful. After yoga, people get to walk around, hang out with the horses, the baby horses, the donkey, all the things. And so we're doing more there. So it's sort of like, wow, there's my clean space I've been looking for. <laughs> it's amazing. So we have a uh, intensive coming up there in July if you'd like to join for that as well so lots of nearby hotels and Airbnbs in Rhinebeck it's a really really cute town lots of great coffee shops and restaurants and we'll have meals and things together too so that's coming up so just a few other events coming up to mention the Saturday class if you're around uh, January 27th then if you're in New York City, I'm doing a little chair yoga for the Vogue Knitting Live conference Sunday, January 28th. And I'm going to the Dolomites in Italy, end of April, early May for a retreat with my friend Aaron Lewis, founder of Eat, Pray, Move Yoga and Retreats. That's going to be amazing. So you can check out all that. And June, we have a two-day intensive in Geneva, Switzerland at a beautiful dance studio. So come for that. I've got a great group joined up for that. July back at Strala Farm in Rhinebeck for a two-day intensive and then in November this is a big one in Berlin we have our 200-hour training so come for that it's going to be amazing that beautiful space that we do keep clean 
It's uh, in Pankow in Berlin. So really easy by subway and everything to all the different areas of Berlin. Berlin's like a second second home for me. <laughs> I really know it well, pretty much. And I can show you around. I've even shown a few Berliners around to my favorite neighborhoods <laughs> in Berlin, which is really cool. I'll take you to all my favorite restaurants and coffee shops and stuff. So really, really cool. So lots of good things happening. Oh, also in September... I forgot to mention another retreat I'm doing with my friend Ann Garvin, who's an amazing fiction writer in Tuscany. So come for that. We're staying in a castle. I mean, come on. doesn't get better than that. Staying in a castle, doing twice daily yoga, writing workshops with Ann, plenty of time to hang out. We're all staying together. So that's really cool. It's also really um, different. Haven't done um, something like that specifically with a, with a writer this amazing ever. Um, I've written a bunch of books too, so I'm happy to chime in on my experience, but Anne is very good at teaching the classes about writing, so it'll be really fun, even if you're not a writer, if you are a creative person or just want to hang out with people, that's a nice one too. So all the info for all those events and all of our events is on stralayoga.com, and you can also practice with us, practice, come join the Strala Yoga app, easy, you can get it on your phone, on your Apple TV, on these fancy things we don't have here, Roku, Amazon Fire, the URL if you just want to use a computer, stralahome.com is amazing. But yeah, get it on your phone. We send out notifications to feel better. So come join. Let us know any help that you could use. We love helping. Helping is the best. <laughs> when you help someone else, it makes you feel good too. So you all know that when you open a door for someone yeah that person had the door open for them they feel good but you feel even better because you did something and you kind of feel proud of yourself so thanks for letting me help you all right so that's about it just that's my story about transition <laughs> kind of fun right wherever you go there you are in yoga and how it's amazing to move in yoga when you move without endpoints this is really something big. You can do your yoga in any way. You can do it in a stressed way, in a rigid way, like it's a checklist, or you can do it in a way that really helps you feel more connected. And when you practice in a way that helps you feel more connected, guess what? You want to do it all the time. <laughs> it's not a punishment. I mean, how horrible is it to have anything that's supposed to be good for you be a punishment? When you practice in a way that nourishes you it's like having a nice cup of warm tea it's a yes yes I would love to have a cup of warm tea I'm going to do that right now next so your yoga can be that too and that's how we practice in Strala yoga for sure and that's how you can practice too it's how you can practice everything letting your breath move you that will get you out of your head out of your whatever's running around in there that's not productive and into your whole self. Let your breath move you. My goodness. Move yourself without endpoints. Doesn't mean you're kind of moving fast and rigid. It means you're moving fluidly and easily and every moment is important. How you feel when you get where you're going is determined by how you feel every moment along the way. So how's that for transition? You know, that's all this stuff from practice is so obvious to me in my life. So the moment I catch myself being 
a complainer about something. I think, oh my gosh, there I go again, complaining about this mixer, whatever, silly little tiny thing. It's ridiculous. I find myself being ridiculous. I think about my practice and I go do my practice. I let my breath move me. I know that my life's not going to be better when I'm doing a handstand or if I'm sitting and breathing. It's the same. Every movement is like a first cousin of every other movement. The principles are the same. Moving from your center, moving your whole self in harmony, working with what you have, not wishing something was different, progressing because you're doing what you can do without a panic, not forcing yourself to be somewhere that you're not. It's kind of wonderful. And that can be confusing. So many people feel like, well, if I'm not stressing myself out, I'm not progressing. If I'm not feeling horrible like garbage, how am I going to get to the next place that I want to go? And that's just, unfortunately, ugh, a not good way to be. <laughs> just going to say it. We can do so much better. You deserve so much better. You can do what you can do in your yoga and your life without a panic. Use everything around you. Use all the stuff. You know, we talk about being sustainable. Use what you can use. Saying, oh, what can I do with that? What can I do with what I have? What can I do with myself? What can I do with the people that I already know? What can I do with the resources that I already have? You know, this gets you out of complaining zone and right into what can I do? I can do so much with what I have. And then you, when you get that into the habit of how you do most things, when you catch yourself complaining or feeling like a little bit out of sorts, you catch yourself a lot sooner. Say, oh man, I'm complaining about that mixer again. Who cares? I can see if I can make it work. <laughs> That's even more fun. Can I make this cheap, horrible mixer mix this butter and sugar together? Can I make it work? Wow, it takes a little longer but I can make it work. How cool is that? So that's transition, right? There's not poses and then transitions and then poses. There's transitions. You know, this is a bit intense, so intense warning. But as I was sitting there with my dad in the ICU and he was having his final breaths, there were transitions. There was more space between each breath but there was still breath and there was movement. It was visually obvious that there was movement. There was something moving through him. There was something moving through me watching him and being with him. And we can do that with ourselves. Every breath is an opportunity to notice what's going on with you, to notice how you feel, to notice that transition. And it's really impossible not to feel connected and fired up about what you have to give when you're noticing your breath because every breath is a huge gift in that way and every breath really puts you in the moment wherever you go there you are right you don't need to go to India to find yoga if you go to India I hope you help people that are poor because there's a lot of poor people there hope you give back in some way if you're able to but you don't need to go anywhere to find yoga. You don't need to go anywhere to find yourself. And then when you do go places, when you do go to India, if you do travel and go all around the world, whatever, you bring 
all the goodness you have inside of you to give it away, to pass it on, to be with people, to be with plants, to be with the animals, to be with nature, to love, to give, to serve, to share, to connect, to breathe, to transition together. So big hugs. <sighs> Thanks for listening to my transitions. <laughs> now I'm thinking about those glasses that have the night to day transitions. I think my brother just got a pair of those. He was like, look at my transitions. I just got inside and they're still dark. <laughs> like, wow, it's cool. But that's it. Transitions. All right, big hugs. Ah, thanks for putting up with me. And see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.